And the 15th draft pick goes to Father Abraham. Oh, yeah! Yeah! Welcome to the Summerbrook Takeaway. Hey, Pastor Joey, how you doing? Good, good. Excited to share it. Break down, Father Abraham. Yeah, me too. And uh, hey, the the draft pick just happened for the NFL. Uh, yeah. Do you have any favorite uh, picks that happened? Yeah. Well, I'm still my favorite team is the Carolina Panthers. I, I lived in Charlotte for eight years, and uh, I was there for the Super Bowl run uh, years ago when they played the Patriots with uh, uh, all of that run, which was cool. I was there at the game so many times where I saw breakthroughs that year. So I'm a big Panther fan, but now that I don't live there and Trevor Lawrence is playing for Jacksonville, I kind of, I'm wavering. I like Jacksonville so much too. But anyway, the Carolina Panthers selected uh, Bryce Young of the Alabama. Hopefully he ends up being great. He's a little bit small in stature, phenomenal quarterback, but hopefully he'll uh, be durable enough to be great for the Panthers. Oh, man. You know, that NFL draft is so cool. And what's crazy is, how, well, wouldn't it be so cool if we got drafted in the NFL? I yeah, mean, yeah, it would be cool. <laughs> just to be on that, in that moment, would probably be so amazing. But the, the crazy part is, is that I'm not drafted in the NFL, but but even a greater team is, we're in God's team. And, yeah. and God chose us and drafted us. That's crazy to think that. Like, uh, And you might be thinking like, oh. Uh, I'm a Christian. I got drafted, but I'm the last pick. I'm Mr. Irrelevant or something yep, like that. Yep. But, but what was it with Mr. Irrelevant? Last year, Mr. Irrelevant ended up, because uh, there were so many injuries with the, I think it was 49ers, ended up starting a few games and played in the playoffs and, and played well as Mr. Irrelevant. Speaking of getting drafted, Will Levis this year, you talk. I, I would love to ask him that question because he was there in the green room. Everyone's seeing him. Uh, there at the place, and he didn't get pack, picked in the first round. Uh, and so it was just really difficult because he thought he may go in the top four. So he he uh, spent the whole first day with a video on him uh, getting bypassed by all the teams. But he got picked up on the second day. Yeah. So and so that's cool. If you're feeling like Mr. or Mrs. Irrelevant out there, God wants to use you in big ways. And it's pretty cool how God Amen. did that for you with Abraham, that he was kind of low on your list you were sharing during the first service, but that God uh, opened your eyes, and, and he made your top 15 now. And, yeah. And impactful. Yeah, I really prayed, Lord, help me to grasp uh, deeper the life of Abraham. And, man, I felt like I, I became a fan so uh, uh, so much about what God did through him that impacts us today in our walk with the Lord. Yeah. I loved how you opened up the message talking about, like, what is God calling you to do that you're having trouble believing him for? And, and then, But then you showed the covenants God has made to Adam and to Noah and to Abraham and how God is a God who keeps his promises. And so when God calls us something, he's going to be faithful to carry that through if we'll say yes and, and follow him. So yeah, God true. keeps his promises. Really encouraging uh, to trust in him with that. Yeah, any other thoughts there with the Abrahamic covenant and uh, how you showed the connection between how Abraham had faith and was counted him to righteousness. And then Paul uses that in Romans and says, now through our faith in Jesus, uh, our faith is what gives us the righteousness of Christ. So that's pretty yeah, cool. Galatians 3, Romans 4, and Hebrews 11 tied in with Genesis. So it's a great way to read scripture, to not just read the Genesis account of Abraham, but hearing it explained uh, from God helping us understand it deeper is big. Yeah. Um, and then you got into the image of God pop quiz. What's that in Latin? 
<laughs> Imago Day. <laughs> Imago Day. Uh, yeah. It was just powerful and, and it was super significant. And, and you didn't have enough time in the message to elaborate it on it as much as you wanted to. So, what else did you want to add with this? Yeah, when I was working on my MDiv, I wrote a 12 page paper on the image of God. And I just, one of the my references was from Greg Allison of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. He said this because everyone breaks the image of God down trying to figure out what it actually is. Is it your capacity for relationships, uh, dominion, your spiritual capacity? And really, I came to the conclusion, I believe it's all of it together is the image of God, not one individually. And he says the problem is that all of these ideas tend to reduce the image of God to one particular part or aspect of our humanness. Thus, they miss a key point. We human beings are not made in a piecemeal way and put together like the many pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. Rather, in our humanness, we are constructed holistically with a wholeness and completeness that does not allow us to be divided into this part or that part. We are human beings in our entirety. We are created in the image of God. So uh, they build the case that it's all of the above, not just one that I shared on Sundays. I, and I tend to agree with that. So I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, uh, this was one of my, my and Mary's favorite points in the message. We saw it so important and so impactful talking about before you move, before you make a decision, that, that scale you did of what has the greater weight the economic or the financial or whatever it is on this side, or does the spiritual weight of the decision matter more? What's going to make the greater impact? And just weigh in that before you make a decision. That's huge because Lot clearly made a choice based upon what looked good. And we can't do that. And I, I love that verse in the New Testament. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. He knows you need to have clothes to wear. He knows you need to uh, be able to put food on the table. He knows these needs, and they're important. And God's going to take care of you. But what he says is, seek me first. And I believe in that situation, Lot wasn't seeking the Lord first. He was putting uh, what looked good above what the Lord, uh, what what's God's best. Yeah, so we got to do that in our lives. That's huge in any decision. Yeah, and you see this in the story of Lot, the impact. When he went with just a financial, uh, he was in a city that was doomed for destruction, and he would have died without the intercession of Abraham praying for him. And then his family gets out, but his wife looked back and turns into the pillar of salt. And so just so much family breakdown and, and heartache from one bad decision. And, and the part that so stands out to me, he pitched his tents. Mm -hmm near Sodom. We cannot pitch where we live uh, to sin, partaking so close to sin like that. We need to build a hedge of protection there in a big way and make choices based upon what's best for the yeah. Lord in yeah. our lives. And if you're, and then you talked about, hey, we, we, uh, we have our kids go to school. Let's make sure they're getting in church. And I thought it was a great point that we want to make sure our our families are plugged in the church, growing, thriving, and, and growing spiritually. And, and as a parents, we got to really make sure that's happening. Yeah, they're in your home only for a, a period of time. And so raise them, train them. We make our kids go to school. Let, let's make our kids come to church with us. Um, and then, uh, that's a, one of the greatest loving things you can do as a parent. It's huge. Um, and at the end, you got into what a crazy story of... Abraham is called by God to sacrifice his son Isaac, his his son that he who he loves uh, through his wife. And um, man, that's just crazy. But I loved how you prefaced it that like God's not for child sacrifice. But right. but man, what a 
What a test of faith. I don't know if I would be able to go through that. I hope I would have faith like Abraham. Uh, that that blows my mind. Yeah. Uh, just the, the depth of his faith there to trust God. And, and Hebrews 11 says that he believed that uh, God was going to raise him from the dead. Mm-hmm. So he believed God was going to provide, but he, he was believing, okay, this is going down, but it's after the fact. God's going to raise my son Isaac up from the dead. And what I did, I went and saw this, uh, the movie um, His Only Son, and that was really good. I encourage you to go watch it when it comes out on digital here in a month or two. But uh, I, when I put those sticks together, the prop I used on Sunday, I put my, uh, I cut all the sticks. I picked them all up and, and wrapped them because I put myself in the mind of Abraham putting that together, what you would be experiencing. And that's just, oh, my goodness. Uh, it, it really impacted me personally. And um, so I, I think we got to really um, – be mindful of that story and how it impacts our lives and the the impact that Christ took. Christ became the substitute for us. I love how you're showing the red thread there, that the imagery of Isaac carrying up the wood is like how Jesus carried up the cross and how the father is sacrificing his son is like how God has sacrificed his only son on our behalf and, and how but Isaac didn't have to die because there's a substitute of the goat for him and saying yeah. where Jesus became our substitute where we don't have to die. And man, it's just the red thread is yeah. thick. Like you're oh, saying. Yeah. And, and one, yeah. And one I didn't share, uh, scholars believe that, uh, he was between 18 and 33 years of age. And so I believe he willingly laid down his life wow. of that age. How's Abraham being so old going to wrestle his own son? And Christ voluntarily laid down his life for wow. our sins. And so uh, in that, uh, you know, just a cool thought. Uh, this this is just uh, scholars thinking through the age. If you take what they think Isaac's oldest age was when he laid on the altar and what you take uh, – Jesus's age reign that scholars say when he went to the cross, if you take his lowest age and uh, Isaac's oldest age, you come up with 33. It's possible that Jesus and Isaac were the same age when Isaac laid on the cross, uh, on the altar and Jesus went to the cross. That is crazy. That's fascinating <laughs> to think about. That was crazy. Yeah. Um, we just had a freedom conference uh, this past week, and man, that was powerful. And we just want to give a shout out and thank you to all the leaders who were part of that. Um, the I'm blanking. Stephen and Jamie, no. Michael and Hannah Elgin, uh, Emily and Christine Upshur, my wife Mary. Thank you for just uh, leading those freedom groups. It was a huge, huge part of that. Yeah, it was great. Thank you for leading. And uh, thank you for leading. I, yeah, I was leading a group with uh, Michael and Teresa Waters and Judy Weber and Joseph uh, Harriman, and they did an amazing job. Just loved that group and uh, the impact freedom had, and that we'll have one again in the fall. Uh, so excited about what God's doing there, breakthrough of dealing with our issues. Yeah. Um, we have a serve day coming up, and uh, that's just, I think, such an example of it's going to be bigger than you, and it's going to be something that's going to push you and challenge you in your faith. Um, and so as you show up, uh, I want to trust you just like uh, I feel like a, a big part of the message was realizing that God will provide. And so he's going to provide you with the strength and, and the project and, and the and the strength you need to make a difference this Sunday or Saturday on May 20th. So just kind of step out of your comfort zone and, and jump in on serve day and, and see God move mightily in oh, our city. love serving our community yeah. as a whole, as a church. Just love doing that, excited about serve day. So go ahead and sign up.
Any uh, other thoughts on the message? Yeah, I had a conversation with a gentleman at the end of the service. He goes, hey, I thought when I mentioned the covenant that God had with David, the Davidic covenant, and that the son of David, and I had talked with a gentleman. Now, I thought Jesus was um, Joseph and Mary's son, not David's son. And so I had a great conversation to explain that the son of David, that just as uh, Jesus would come through Abraham's line, part of that line was through David. And 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 so um, and, and so you had, a gener- I think it was 14 generations, and then 14 generations. But for, so son of David is a messianic title that Jesus came through the line of David. And yeah, and so the birth came, uh, uh, the virgin birth of Mary came, you know, uh, uh, centuries later. But that line, the son of David is a messianic title uh, that Jesus was the son of David through the line. So we're not talking about like, Jesus being David's direct son, but Correct. it's like great, 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 great yeah, son. Yeah, <laughs> great. And I, I can't remember, is it 14 generations? But don't hold me to that. But uh, either way, he came through the line of, of, of David. That's awesome. Cool. Uh, what was your takeaway from this Sunday? Uh, the Lord will provide. Uh, God, uh, trust in him. Uh, God provided there a substitute for Isaac. And uh, what you're t- struggling to trust God for, that you believe he's promised you he's going to do, God is faithful to keep his promises and his word. Trust him that he will provide. He's going to be there to bring you through. How about you? What was your takeaway? So mine was the same, but a little more specific of the Lord will provide, and I felt like in my leadership, like to not be insecure or worry about, you know, what what God wants to do through me in the leadership. As long as I'm faithful and stay close to him, he's going to provide. And yeah. He's going to show me the way. So. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I am a big next week. We we're going to finish up going through the book of Genesis and we're, we're going to really lean into Joseph and that storyline right there. I love Joseph. And we're going to look at that, that big question of, have you ever struggled with something very difficult that's happened in your life with the question, why, why is this happening? And so we're going to really look into that as we finish up going through the book of Genesis. So a huge, such a big fan of that period of scripture and, and breaking it down and going to get some answers from God's word or red thread. I can't wait. That's going to be awesome. A question that just came up in my mind after that is, you're a Joseph, so do you relate more with the Old Testament Genesis Joseph or the New Testament Old Joseph? Testament. Yeah? Old te- I've even asked my mom, hey, was I named after the Old Testament Joseph or the New Testament? Because uh, I love the Old Testament Joseph. That's cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. And uh, hey, God is calling you to big things. Step out in faith. He will provide and uh, apply your takeaway this week. God bless you.